This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello, it's Paul Wheelock and welcome to the Morning Bulletin podcast where we round up all the big headlines from overnight concerning Liverpool FC. It's our first Morning Bulletin podcast since Liverpool were crowned Premier League champions on Thursday night, following that defeat for Manchester City at Chelsea. As you can imagine, Jurgen Klopp has been a very busy man since then, speaking to various newspapers, websites, TV and radio channels. But without being biased, we do feel his open letters to the people of Liverpool and to Liverpool FC supporters published in yesterday's Liverpool Echo is, is the best thing he's done over these past four or five days. We spoke all about the contents of that letter in yesterday's Blood Red podcast, a really, really good edition of the Blood Red. Uh, so if you don't mind, we're going to look at what Jurgen Klopp has been saying elsewhere for this morning's show. And to help me to do that, I'm delighted to be joined on the line by Matt Addison. Matt, first things first, how are you? And secondly, is it all sunk in yet these last four or five days? Yeah, very good, thanks, Nathan. Yeah, it's, uh, it is starting to sink in now, obviously, very busy on the night and, and the, the few days afterwards, but it, it does start to, to sort of feel real after a few days. And yeah, Liverpool champions of, of England, Europe, and the world now at the same time. So yeah, it's uh, it's not a bad time to be to be covering Liverpool, is it? It's certainly not at all, mate. No, it's. Uh... It, it's a great time for, for Liverpool supporters and, you know, it's got to be a great time for Jurgen Klopp. You can see the absolute delight on his face when you see him in his various TV interviews. And to be fair to, to the club, they've been absolutely brilliant with the local and national media since uh, Liverpool were crowned champions. And, and yesterday, uh, the boss had 40 minutes with the media, including our own Paul Gorst. And the contents of that chat began to emerge last night on the Liverpool Echoes website and elsewhere. And we'll start with one of the stories from that chat, Matt, and it's to do with what Jürgen had to say on transfers. Yeah, not a, a huge surprise, really, I don't think. Obviously, we know uh, and have discussed plenty of times about coronavirus and, and the impact that that will have. And, and Klopp sort of mentioned that. That was the first thing he said, really, of course, it's it influenced both sides of, of ins and outs, as he says. Um, you know, it, it's not going to be a, a summer that's going to be particularly busy for Liverpool, I don't think. I think some of the, the players who maybe would have moved on, maybe won't do so now, just because the, the prices are not going to be the same. It's not going to be quite as easy to get those deals done. Um, and there's no real rush either for Liverpool to, to get deals done either, because obviously the position of strength that they're in. So... Jurgen Klopp essentially says that. He says, obviously, coronavirus is, is a big issue at the moment. He also says then, you know, he doesn't want too big a squad, which is something that he's always sort of, you know, wanted to work with as few players as possible. Of course, you have to get that balance between having enough to, to cope when it's it's difficult. And obviously, there's going to be an African Cup of Nations, we think, next season. So, you know, potentially Liverpool could be without Keita, Salah and Mane for you know, five, six weeks of, of the season in early 2021. So it is something for, for Liverpool to think about. Um, but, you know, there's, there's no doubt about it. The young players coming through can, can make a big impact and Liverpool will 100% be, be able to make the right call. So, yeah, Jurgen Klopp says Liverpool won't be, you know, plundering huge amounts in the, the transfer market. But I think we, we kind of knew that. And as I say, it, it's partly because... They can't just go and spend, and it's also because it's not the most sensible thing to do when you're as good as, as what Liverpool are and you're as far ahead in the Premier League title race and that sort of thing. There's just no need to, to take any risks. So, yeah, he's uh, very calm. I think he, his message to supporters in terms of you know transfers and that sort of thing would just be, you know, don't get don't get too excited at this stage. But 
you know, obviously there's plenty of, of other things to get excited about instead. Yeah, definitely. Another interesting line that came out of the chat as well, Matt, uh, concerned Jurgen Klopp's relationship with FSG. I think he called it the best he's ever had. Like You can see the respect between the two parties, can't you, when he he speaks about the owners of Liverpool FC? Yeah, it's a really interesting relationship, I think, because obviously there's a lot of respect there between Klopp and and FSG, um, and and two-way respect as well, um, obviously. Um, So... When you you hear some Liverpool fans maybe suggesting that FSG don't do the right things or they don't put enough money into the transfer market and things like that, I mean, you only have to look at, at what Jurgen Klopp says to to sort of see that that isn't really true, and it, it, it's not really necessarily about that. When you look at the silverware that Liverpool have got under Jurgen Klopp, it, it's they're obviously doing something right. So, yeah, it's uh, it, it's good to see the sort of comments that that they've come up with that Jurgen Klopp has come up with um, and I think it, it just goes to, to show really how brilliant FSG have been for for him and for the football club as well because you know he, he talks about the first meeting he says right from the get-go um, you know he, he spoke with people within FSG he, he you know was able to to speak with people like Michael Edwards and things like that and you know he, he talks about this transfer committee that Brendan Rodgers always Sort of looked at with disdain and, and never really liked. Jurgen Klopp was was on board from that from day one. You know they they seem to have always had a brilliant brilliant relationship, which I think is is so so important. So yeah, Jurgen Klopp with with plenty of, of praise really for for FSG. Says you know they've had lots of of difficult times, but they've come through those and they've sort of moved on. And I suppose it's a, a similar sort of situation to what he had with Dortmund, where they had a sporting director making the big decisions and that sort of thing. And, you know, they've obviously built and built and built. And obviously at Borussia Dortmund, they won back-to-back titles. So I think that will obviously be the aim for for Jurgen Klopp again. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to to see what happens in the summer, if anything, as I say. But, uh, yeah, whatever happens with FSG's decision on, on how much Liverpool can spend or whether they need to, you know, Jurgen Klopp will be very much a part of that because that is how their relationship is and you know whatever call that they make you're pretty sure that they will make the right one the blood red podcast from the liverpool echo now to bring you some shocking news concerning former liverpool defender andre wisdom who was stabbed multiple times during a robbery in liverpool uh, the story emerged on the liverpool echo's website last night matt what can you let us know what we've reported so far on it yeah, it's uh, not the, the nicest of stories to have to report on, is it? It's uh, obviously former Liverpool player, Andre Wisdom, now 27 and, and playing for Derby County. He was reportedly attacked when he went to, to visit a family member on Saturday night. Uh, it's believed to have taken place in Toxteth. And um, yeah, the, the Echo reporting that he was knifed more than once. Um, so yeah, it's... Uh, it's a difficult situation. It's you know, according to BBC Sport, uh, Andre Wisdom expected to make a full recovery. Merseyside Police are obviously investigating the attack, and yeah, Derby County put out a, a statement to say that they can confirm that he was the victim of an unprovoked assault and robbery. So uh, yeah, it's uh, not the, the nicest of, of stories, but yeah, thankfully, Andre Wisdom is in a stable condition. We understand, and yeah. No more comment from from Derby County, uh, but yeah, obviously, 
the message from from everyone at, at Liverpool, and I'm sure on behalf of, of Liverpool fans, is that you know our, our thoughts are with him, and and hopefully he can can pull pull through and you know get back to to playing football as soon as possible. Yeah, completely echo those thoughts, and uh, yeah, absolutely shocking. And hopefully they find the uh, the culprit who's done this as well. Now to our next story, uh, which first emerged yesterday morning, but I just thought it was worth discussing here because we've been talking on this podcast today about how we, we may not be seeing any new players coming in during the summer, but there will be a new addition to Jurgen Klopp's backroom staff, Matt. Yes, Arsenal head of physiotherapy, Chris Morgan. Uh, he's going to rejoin the Reds. He was actually with them in the past. He spent a decade uh, with Liverpool between 2006 and 2016. Uh, so he has had spells with the FA, with LA Galaxy and, and Crystal Palace before that. And then he moved to, to Arsenal two years ago, but he's coming back to, to Liverpool. And yeah, it's, uh, I mean, we, we've known for a little while now that uh, a key member of, of the first team physio staff would be going back to Germany, Christopher Robeck. Um, and yeah, Morgan is, is going to be his replacement, obviously coming in uh, from the Emirates to, to come to Liverpool. Um, yeah, and it, I don't know a great deal about him, but you know he reportedly was very popular among the the staff, and he's you know apparently got a very good relationship with the likes of Jordan Henderson and James Milner, who were there sort of at the back end of his time um, with Liverpool, um, and he was also very close to, to Steven Gerrard. So yeah, I think it, it's been said a, a few times that Steven Gerrard needed certain things at, at different parts of his career to get him through injuries and. Yeah, Chris Morgan was was the one who, you know, managed to to treat him and get him back on the pitch. Which, you know, obviously, Liverpool fans don't need me to tell them how important that was. So, yeah, um, it's a, a big appointment I think for Liverpool. Hopefully, will prove to be a popular one. And yeah, as as with everything really over the last few seasons with Liverpool, any appointments and and that sort of thing that have been made, it, it does seem to be that Liverpool have, have got it right. So. Yeah, certainly from the outside, at least, it would appear that Liverpool have, have made another good decision. And yeah, let, let's hope that that is the case. And now to our final story, and it's a story that's riding high at the top of the Liverpool Echoes website while we record this podcast. Uh, I think everyone who's listening to this will know that Pep Guardiola has confirmed that his outgoing champions, Manchester City, will give the new champions, Liverpool, a guard of honour at Thursday's big match at the Etihad. But former Liverpool midfielder Danny Murphy's had his say on this, hasn't he, Matt? And he's not happy at all. No, he uh, sort of, yeah. He, speaking on, <laughs> on talk sport yesterday, he's come out with some very, uh, very strong comments on on something which I think is, to be honest, I kind of agree with him. It, it is a bit of a, a strange um, sort of situation that we only really seem to have in England. It, it doesn't happen anywhere else, but quite why it's, it's riled him up quite as much as it has. I'm not too sure. He says, you know, it's, something that, that City will have to do and, and sort of it shows that they are you know, sort of respectful of, of Liverpool but he calls it a load of nonsense that they have to do it and you know, as he says I don't know where it started or why it started but he says he'd feel uncomfortable doing it uh, because you, you, you're you doing it basically because you have to rather than because you want to so I suppose it's uh, an interesting point but it's, it's one of those Liverpool are, are going to get a guard of honour I don't think uh, there's there's too many who you know would complain about that. It's just a couple of minutes where Liverpool will be applauded onto the field. Manchester City have had it done to themselves plenty of times in recent times, so it's not something that I think they'll be complaining about. Pep Guardiola it was was pretty clear that you know he wanted his players to do it because it's a tradition, and it, yeah, it's just one of those things. 
suppose the the, the most interesting part of, of the Murphy quote was when he suggested that Kevin De Bruyne, who you know, I would agree with him is the best midfielder probably in the world, and he said it, it doesn't make sense for, for him to be clapping his hands and giving a guard of honour to players who can't even lace his boots. Um, which is slightly... <laughs> yeah, he's doing Liverpool plays a great disservice there, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, obviously Kevin De Bruyne is uh, a fantastic, fantastic footballer, but yeah, I think there's uh, there's plenty of those in Liverpool's team as well. So, yeah, slightly strange comments at the end. I agreed with him up until the point that he said those and he kind of ruined it, ruined it there. But uh, yeah, it's one of those things. I'm sure uh, Danny Murphy will be as happy as anyone that Liverpool are champions and I'm sure he'll uh, get over the embarrassment and, and the discomfort that Liverpool being applauded onto the Etihad turf, you know, gives him. So, uh, yeah, just one of those things, really. I, I agree with him to a point, but certainly not with the, the Kevin De Bruyne comment. No, I'm with you on that. That story, plus all the stories we've spoken about on today's podcast, can be found on the Liverpool Echoes website. And I'm sure this is Liverpool FC. After all, there will be breaking news throughout the day. And Matt, you're manning the live blogs for us today, so... That's the, the place to go, isn't it, if anything happens concerning the Reds today? Yeah, it certainly is. Uh, Everton and Liverpool live blogs are, are underway. So, uh, yeah, any any stories? And, yeah, I will be on those straight away. So keep an eye. Thank you very much, Matt. And thank you very much for listening. As always, uh, have a great day. And Josh Williams and David Alexander-Hughes will be back with you this afternoon, UK time, with uh, their Superb Analyzing Anfield podcast. If you've not listened to last week's one, please do check it out. It's all about how Jurgen Klopp has turned Liverpool, I should say, into champions. And I think today is going to specifically look at Thursday's big match at at the Etihad. There's nothing riding on it, but my word, that will will be some match and we'll have... Plenty of build-up to that in the coming days on the Blood Red podcast and YouTube channel. But bye for now. You've been listening to the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo.